Nokafula Ndonwenyama was born in Los Angeles to Japanese and Zimbabwean parents. She's a composer and a violist who got her first big break at 16 when she won the William Primrose Competition, which is the most prestigious viola competition in the world. She later studied at the Colburn School and at the Curtis Institute, and she wrote Primal Message in 2018, inspired by the Arecibo Message, which is 186 seconds of information and greeting sent out in 1974 to globular M13 in our galaxy's Hercules cluster. The music imagines what such a message might convey and how, primarily through mathematical and tonal relationships that an alien species might be able to figure out. She says, It invites examination of our collective evolution through a drive to express, tying us in concert with universal celebration. End quote. Tonight's guest conductor is Chan Zhang, who is currently in her sixth season as music director of the New Jersey Symphony Orchestra. She's also principal guest conductor of the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra and conductor emeritus of the Giuseppe Verdi Symphony Orchestra of Milan. She made her San Francisco Symphony debut in 2018, and now she takes the podium to lead them in Nokothula Nwenyama's Primal Message.
just heard Nokothula Nwanyama's primal message. Zhang Zhang led the San Francisco Symphony. In addition to her posts in Melbourne, Milan, and New Jersey, Zhang Zhang served as principal guest conductor of the BBC National Orchestra and Chorus of Wales and was the first woman to hold a titled conductor role with any BBC orchestra. In 2002, she won first prize in the Mazel Vilar Conductors Competition. She was appointed the New York Philharmonic's assistant conductor the same year and was later appointed associate conductor and the very first holder of the Arturo Toscanini chair. In a moment, Chan Zhang will return with pianist Aaron Deal for a great American concerto only recently recovered from undeserved obscurity.
You're listening to a broadcast concert by the San Francisco Symphony from Davies Symphony Hall. I'm Rick Malone. One of the greatest stories in classical music over the last decade has been the rediscovery of the music of Florence Price. She was a phenomenon, or honestly, maybe just a curiosity, in the 1930s when the Chicago Symphony premiered her Symphony No. 1. It was the first time any major American orchestra had performed a symphonic work by an African-American woman. But after that brief burst of fame, her music sank into oblivion, overwhelmed by racism and misogyny. Many of her unpublished scores were presumed lost, but in 2009, a large cache of her music manuscripts and personal papers were found in her old summer house near Chicago. It had been abandoned, and the box was found in the back of a closet. Finally, Florence Price is receiving the recognition she deserves as a great American composer. She wrote her piano concerto, which she called Concerto in One Movement, in 1933, when she was at the height of her fame. Structurally, it's influenced by Franz Liszt's concertos, which were hugely popular at the time. But philosophically, it's a response to Antonin Dvorak's prediction that the future of American music should have its roots in Native and African-American musical traditions. The concerto is full of the sort of call-and-response patterns familiar from African-American churches, and the final section is a Juba dance, another traditional African-American dance form that Price also used in her symphonies. Aaron Deal made his name as a pianist and composer in the jazz world, but classical composers from Prokofiev to Glass have always been part of his musical palette, and he's currently curating a series on black American composers at New York's 92nd Street Y. Tonight he makes his San Francisco Symphony debut, joining Chan Zhang and the orchestra for the piano concerto in one movement, by Florence Price.
That was the Piano Concerto in One Movement by Florence Price. Aaron Deal was the soloist, and Chan Zhang led the San Francisco Symphony. Aaron Deal was born in Columbus, Ohio, into a musical family. His grandfather was the great pianist and trombone player Arthur Baskerville. Aaron was a finalist in Jazz at Lincoln Center's 2002 Essentially Ellington competition. This led to a European tour with Wynton Marsalis and studies with Kenny Barron, Eric Reed, and Oksana Yablonskaya at the Juilliard School. He was the American Pianist Association's 2011 Cole Porter Fellow, has recorded several albums of his own compositions as a band leader, as well as music from the Great American Songbook with Cecile McLaurin-Salvant, and solo piano music ranging from Monk and Ravel to Gershwin, Glass, and William Grant Still. And when he's not at the studio or out on the road, he's probably in the air. He's a licensed pilot with commercial, single, and multi-engine certificates. I'll be back in a moment with the second half of this concert by Chan Zhang and the San Francisco Symphony, the greatest American symphony not written by an American. This broadcast of the San Francisco Symphony is made possible with the generous support of Fred Levin of the Shenzhen Foundation, in memory of Nancy Livingston Levin and Ben and A. Jess Shenzhen. Additional support is generously provided by the Acacia Foundation, Welcome back to Davies Symphony Hall for the second half of this broadcast concert by the San Francisco Symphony with guest conductor Chan Zhang. I'm Rick Malone. On September 26, 1892, Antonin Dvorak landed in New York City with his family, ready to begin his term as director of the new National Conservatory of Music. Dvorak generally enjoyed his first American visit. He liked the celebrity, he liked conducting his music with excellent orchestras, and he found some non-musical pleasures as well. He found places in the city where he could watch ocean liners and trains and figured out where in Central Park he could find the most pigeons, since boats, trains, and pigeons were among his favorite things. He also discovered a small colony of Bohemian immigrants in Spillville, Iowa, where he spent several refreshing and emotionally satisfying and musically productive summers. Between Spillville and New York, Dvorak started or completed several of his most famous works, including his cello concerto, his 12th string quartet, and his 9th symphony. As a bohemian citizen of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, Dvorak was a member of a linguistically and culturally oppressed minority, so he was sympathetic with the National Conservatory's policy of welcoming African-American and Native American students, which was virtually unheard of at the time. He believed strongly that Americans should develop their own musical style and not be dependent on the traditions of Europe, and he also believed that that style should be based on African and Native American traditional music. It's funny the way that history has proved him right, though perhaps not quite in the way he expected. The premiere of Dvorak's Ninth Symphony in 1893 was an immediate and huge success. The first audiences were charmed by the way he paid tribute to the African-American spirituals, which he learned from his students, but he was also able to use material from an opera, which he started but never finished, based on Longfellow's Song of Hiawatha. The symphony's nickname was actually unintended. Dvorak had sent the manuscript to his publisher with a scribbled note from the New World, like a, a postcard greeting. Dvorak later said that it meant impressions and greetings from the New World, 
and that the influence of America in the work can readily be felt by anyone with a nose, end quote. Once again, here is guest conductor Chan Zhang, music director of the New Jersey Symphony Orchestra, principal guest conductor of the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra, and conductor emeritus of the Giuseppe Verdi Symphony Orchestra of Milan. She'll lead the San Francisco Symphony in Antonin Dvorak's Symphony No. 9, From the New World. Thank you. 
That was the Symphony Number no. 9, From the New World, by Antonin Dvorak. The San Francisco Symphony was led by guest conductor Chan Zhang. Chan Zhang offers a solo bow to English horn soloist Russ DeLuna for his beautiful solo in the Largo. And that slow movement has confused generations of audiences who know that tune from the spiritual Going Home. But it was actually Going Home that was based on Dvorak's melody rather than the other way around. John John going around the orchestra now asking the principals to stand and eventually the entire San Francisco Symphony. Even though Dvorak's Ninth was an immediate success, audiences of the time still didn't quite know what to make of it. Even in the late 19th century, there were questions about what made something or someone American. And the music world couldn't decide if this piece was American, bohemian, or something else altogether. Dvorak himself, however, saw the piece as not the final word, but the beginning of something new that might open the door to fresh channels of creative expression. Dvorak's student, the African-American composer Will Marion Cook, once explained that even though Dvorak could not adequately capture the inner meanings of black music as someone who had not lived through those unthinkable struggles, he wrote that soon perhaps will some native composer, hopefully of the future, take the pen inspired by long-repressed imagination and paint glowing tone pictures of a radiant dawn, a dawn without passing, a day without night. End quote. You've been listening to a broadcast concert of the San Francisco Symphony from Davies Symphony Hall, featuring the Symphony No. 9, From the New World, by Antonin Dvorak. You also heard Nokothula Nwenyama's Primal Message and the Piano Concerto in One Movement by Florence Price with soloist Aaron Deal. The orchestra was led by guest conductor Chan Zhang. These broadcast concerts are produced by the San Francisco Symphony and music director Essa Pekka Salonen, president Priscilla B. Gieselin, and interim executive director Matthew Spivey. This broadcast was recorded by John Johansson and edited by Jason O'Connell, and the program notes were adapted from those written by James M. Keller, Nokothul Nguyenyama, and Douglas Shadle. National syndication of these concerts is provided by the WFMT Radio Network. And don't forget that you can visit the symphony online and find out more about the programs, the artists, and the orchestra at sfsymphony.org. This is Rick Malone. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join us for the next broadcast concert by the San Francisco Symphony. This broadcast of the San Francisco Symphony is made possible with the generous support of Fred Levin of the Shenson Foundation, in memory of Nancy Livingston Levin and Ben and A. Jess Shenson. Additional support is generously provided by the Acacia Foundation.